Listen to it fizz. Alka-Seltzer for headache. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold discomfort. Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kids. Attention, Quiz Kids. Here's today's first question. If you put together the symbols of sulfur, hydrogen, molybdenum, and oxygen, you would have a very useful something that provides all the necessities of life. What is it? Yes, that's today's question number one. And how many of you listeners know the answer? Well, you have a second or two to think it over while the youngsters here in our classroom of the air get ready for roll call. And here they are, the quiz kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Thank you, Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. Well, it's that time of a Sunday afternoon when the quiz kids give the three R's a good going over, and we hope you folks out there will join in and see how many of these brain teasers you can answer, too. Yes, let's all have some fun with this read and write and arithmetic session, and let's begin right now. On hand this afternoon, we have Joel. I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 12 years old, and I go on to Roosevelt High School tomorrow. Ruthie. I'm Ruthie Duskin. I'm 14 years old and in 3A at South Shore High. Patrick? I am Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 11 years old and have been promoted to 7A in the Fort Dearborn School in Chicago. Good for you, Pat. And two newcomers to class. Michael? I'm Mike McLean. I'm 12 years old and I'm in 7th grade at Hawthorne Junior High School. And very tiny, Brenda. I am Brenda Liebling. I'm 4 years old and I live in Chicago, Illinois. That's a girl. Yes, Now, that's the way to talk right up. Well, let's get back to your first question from Mrs. Homer Grove of Peoria, Illinois. Have you kids arrived at that very useful something that provides all the necessities of life? All you had to do was to put together the symbols of sulfur, hydrogen, molybdenum, and oxygen. Now, we have three hands, and Pat's hand was first. Well... First, you take sulfur. Is it, is it in that order? That's right. All uh -huh. right. Sulfur. Well, sulfur is F. Yes, right. And what is next hydrogen? Hydrogen. That's H. H. And molybdenum. Yes. That's M-O. M-O. And uh, what's the last one? Oxygen. That's O. So Schmoo, that's a small Schmoo, that's right. And, yes, uh, sir. And they, uh, they uh, appear... They appear in uh, the Little Abner comic strip, and uh, they're mythical characters. They... That if you look at them as if you want to eat them, they fall dead, and they make eggs, butter, sugar, everything, everything under the sun, milk. You would have all the necessities of life, you really. You certainly would. That's very, very good, Pat. Thanks a lot. And that sends us off to a flying start, Quiz Kids. And for sending in that question, Alka-Seltzer gives Mrs. Homer Grove of Peoria, Illinois, a fine Zenith transoceanic shortwave portable radio, the most outstanding portable on the market today. Now, that's always Alka-Seltzer's reward when the Quiz Kids answer your question correctly. If they miss... Alka-Seltzer sends you a big Zenith radio phonograph combination with the new Cobra Tone Arm, two FM bands, the whole works. So try your hand at stumping these youngsters. Send your questions to Quiz Kids, Chicago. Well, for Dorothy Pill of Chicago, I would like to see if you children can name the 12 apostles of Jesus. And, of course, if there is any confusion about some of the apostles going under several names, you might clear that up as you go along, too. All right, uh, Pat? Well, uh, the first and foremost apostle, I believe, was Simon called Peter. That's right, that's and then one. And there was Andrew, his brother. Two. 
Uh, James, the son of Zebedee. Yes, three. And John, his brother. Yes. Philip. Philip. Bartholomew. Yes. Thomas. Matthew. Matthew, fine. James, the son of Alphaeus. Right. Um, Simon the Canaanite. Correct. Thaddeus, called Labias. That's the one that has another name. Yes. And, uh, and Judas Iscariot. That's right. All 12 passed. Very good. Very good. That's wonderful, Pat. Very wonderful. Now, Mrs. Robert E. Barker of San Diego, California, wants me to see if any of you children are real music lovers. So she has furnished me with this musical quiz. Who were the composers of these famous works? First, the opera Don Giovanni. Brenda. Mozart. Mozart, that's right, honey. That's right. <laughs> Who wrote the Peer Gint Suite? Joel. Greg. That's right, Greg. And this is often a favorite. Who wrote The Waltz of the Flowers? Brenda. Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky, right. <laughs> oh, how do you like that? Right. Certainly knows the composers. Now, here's a question from Len Goodman of Baltimore, Maryland, that sounds as if it might be of practical use to all the children who like to make snowmen in the winter, and uh, what kids don't. If a snowball two inches in diameter is being rolled three yards, and this snowball picks up one half inch of snow for every inch it goes, and it goes one inch every 30 seconds, what will the diameter be when it reaches the end of three yards, and how long will it take to do this? Joel? Well, first, how long will it take to do this? Yeah. It goes an inch every 30 seconds, mm -hmm. and since there's uh, 36 inches in the... How many yards? Three yards? Three yards. So that it'll be 108 inches... And let's see, it uh, goes uh, 30 inches a second, so that'd be um, that'd be 108 over 30. So it'd be three and 18 thirtieths, or three and three fifths seconds would be the time. Well, can Four you give that to me in minutes now, real quick? Three what uh, in minutes? Yes, uh huh. Well, that's uh, that'd be um, let's see, one uh, three and three fifths. And so I think of this. It uh, goes 108 inches. And uh, it goes uh, 30 inches a second. An inch every 30 seconds. Oh, an inch uh, every 30 yeah. seconds. So it'll go two inches a minute. So it'll take uh, 54 minutes. No. Oh, wait a second. No, sorry. It goes, uh, let's see. It goes three yards. 36 inches in the yard. That's 108 inches. And... It goes an inch every 30 seconds. Mm -hmm, that's right. So it goes two inches every minute, or 108 inches every, uh, so the 108 inches would be every, 50, would take 54 minutes. No, I'm sorry, Joel. Uh, I'm uh, very uh, well, sorry. Well, as for the uh, diameter, picks up uh, half an inch every inch it goes, so it picks up 54 inches of snow, and the di when, what was the diameter when it started, please? Uh, two inches in diameter. So it would be uh, 56 inches in diameter. 56, that's right, uh-huh. That's right, and say, incidentally, uh, uh, wait just a minute now, where the judges are conferring on this uh, <laughs> one that I call wrong here. It seems like that you are right. 54 inches, is that right? 54 minutes. I mean, uh, 54 minutes? That's You're right, Joel, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean that I'm sorry you're right, see. I, 
I mean, I'm sorry for myself on that. Once in a while, you know, we get things a little twisted around here. Well, we'll have our next question in just a minute. During that minute, Bob Murphy wants to talk to you folks who have never tried Alka-Seltzer for the relief of headaches. You bet I do, Joe. And friends, the next time you have a headache or someone in your family has one, just drop one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets into a glass of water. Watch it bubble up and dissolve, then drink it. You'll be amazed and delighted at how quickly this glass of sparkling Alka-Seltzer brings relief from the pain and distress of your headache. It's not like taking pills at all. It's, it's so pleasant to take, so gentle and soothing, yet so fast in relieving that pain that you'll be delighted because your headache will be relieved almost before you know it. Yes, if you're one of the few people who have never taken Alka-Seltzer for headache pain, the next time you have a headache, all we ask you to do is try it. Alka-Seltzer will do the rest. If Alka-Seltzer does not please you, your money will be refunded. So ask your druggist for Alka-Seltzer and try it for amazingly fast relief of headaches or acid indigestion or the distress of colds. We know that if you will try it, you'll never be without it in your home because there is nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer. All right, class, we'll begin again. And this question from Freddie Blackwell of Elkhart, Indiana. Sounds like a quickie, kids. How long was the 100 Years' War? Pat? Well, it, uh, it was a little more than 100 years. I think it was 107 years. Well, how, how do you arrive at that, uh, Pat? Can well, you give I... me some dates, some years? No, I'm afraid. It slips my mind. All right, well, know. let's see. Joel has his hand up. All right, Joel. Well, the Hundred and Years' War, I believe, was the Civil War in Germany. And I don't know exactly how long it took, but it uh, was uh, last started around 1600, perhaps. No, no, uh, no, you're, it, you're... I, may, I think it wore out around two generations, so it was around 40 years. No, uh, you, you are wrong on the, this, <laughs> Joel. Ruthie? Well, I'm almost sure it was in the 18th century, but uh, I don't know the exact date. No, no, I'm sorry. You give up? Uh, Pat, would you like... Well, I can tell... I think I can tell you one thing. There was a war between England and France. That's right, and that's several other and, and several other nations... Yes, uh, uh, Joel said uh, Germany, which was yes. incorrect. And, uh, all right, Joel... Well, if it was England and France, it uh, might be the uh, series of wars ending uh, with the French and Indian Wars. I believe uh, England and France were uh, practically always at war yes. from around 1690 on, so it last around, oh, 65 years. No, no, wait a minute now. No, uh, you give up on this? Uh, started 1338 and lasted until... 1,453, so that would make the 100 years war 115 years. (laughs) Well, that's a mess, but don't feel badly. We can't get them all. And that means that Freddie Blackwell of Elkhart, Indiana, uh, wins a big Zenith radio phonograph combination from the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Now, Mrs. Jane Riley of Akron, Ohio, has discovered that there's one senator who has not had a haircut since the Senate convened for this last session. Can you tell what might be the senator's excuse? Patrick. Well, I can tell you the senator's excuse, and I think it's about the best excuse you could have. What? That is Senator Margaret Chase Smith of Maine, who was a woman. Yes. And naturally, she wouldn't have a haircut. Well, of course, uh, she, she might. If she wore it long, would she? She wore it long, she would, but I, I don't think she does. No, well, all right, fine. That's the answer no. I was looking for. Now, Mrs. Smith is the only woman in the Senate, but there are eight in the House. Can you uh, mention three of them? 
Uh, Ruthie? Well, there's Mrs. Douglas. Yes? I don't know the others. Oh, Claire, Claire um, Booth Loose, I think. Or no. Was, or did she lose? No. No, Joel? Uh, Mrs. Bolton uh, from uh, Ohio. Ohio, that's true. And there's uh, Mrs. Norton from uh, New Jersey. From New Jersey. And, Pat, do you have one? Well, yes, I can give you the others, too. Oh, you can? Yes, huh? there was Mrs. Uh, St. George from New York. Yes. And Rebecca uh, Bolzen from... Uh, Democrat from Utah. Utah. And uh, Ch Mrs. Chase going Woodhouse, a uh, a Democrat from Connecticut. From Connecticut, and and uh, Mrs. Cecil Harden, uh, Republican from Indiana. And, from uh, where? From Indiana. From Indiana, Hart. Oh yes, Harden. yes. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Edith Norris Rogers. Can you imagine uh, an old Hoosier like me having to look around yeah, for that? Edith Norris Rogers, a Republican from Massachusetts. And uh, who else? Well, I think we gave, uh, let's see now, we gave... Uh, no, I'm just kidding you. Yeah. I have them all. I just wanted to try and catch you off guard. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, now, quiz kids, I have a treat for you on this next question, which is from Esther Hunt of Denver, Colorado. We have a very special guest in our studio who's going to help us out. Now, he's a friend of the quiz kids from way back, and he's none other than the talented and well-loved cowboy movie star, Smiley Burnett. <laughs> well, Smiley, <laughs> we're certainly glad to have you drop in on us today. Well, sir, it sure is good to be here, Joe, and see all the quiz kids again. I tell you, I remember when little Joel and all the other kids visited me in Hollywood a long time ago. You know, they had more fun running my power lawnmower than they did swimming in the pool, though, you know? <laughs> they sure did. Yeah. And you know what, Smiley? What I remember was the barbecued chicken we had at your house. Good one, eh? Mm. Mm. And, uh, well, uh, wait a minute now, Smiley. Wait a minute. We got to get down to business here and ask the kids a question. Uh, you all say it? Yeah, all right. get my gloves well, off now, here. kids, Smiley, <laughs> take off your mittens, son. Uh, Smiley Burnett will play and sing a song of his own composition, and you quiz kids are to name another song that mentions the same subject. All right, now, here's the first one. You all tuned up there, Smiley? I've got to get the humstrum on here. Yeah, the humstrum, yeah. I'll just sing you a little bit of it here. All right. Riding down the canyon To see the sun go down Picture that no artist there could paint. There goes a hand up, Joe. So All right, Smiley. Uh, riding down the canyon. Ruthie? Well, that's about the sunset, I believe. And I can't sing this, but there's uh, some kind of a song, Sunset Over the Sierra sing, Madre. Honey. Just uh, give me the name of another well, song. I think we... it's Sunset Over the Sierra Madre. Something on that order. Did we mention sunset in that? Uh... Yeah, there's the sunset in there. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, that's fine. I didn't right, get now. down to singing it, but it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we knew we'd get to it sooner or later. Now, Pat? Well, uh, another word that he used was riding, and of course you could have a riding old paint. Yes, that's right. And uh, Joel? Well, uh, mentioned Canyon. Canyon. You could have old Clem uh, Clementine. That's right. That's another one, huh? And uh, now let's, uh, let's see about this next one, Smiley. Well, this song here, I, I wrote it for the little kids because ordinarily they don't care much about the words. They don't understand them, but they like the sound effects. So maybe you can pick out some songs with the sound effects. Now, a long, long time ago, as the boys and girls should know, Uncle Noah built himself an ark. And for 40 days and nights, the rain was sure a fright, and the animals nearly tore his old ark apart. Oh, the duck went quack and the cow went moo, the rooster's cocky-doo-doo-doo, and the old tomcat sure raised an awful row. 
Little fix squealed in the Billy Goat Band, the bullfrog fit. Biggest rain we ever had. Uncle <laughs> Noah's Ark's madhouse now. Oh, the horses and the cattle and the fowls of the air. Even the long-eared jazzack was there. <laughs> Quacking and Al said who? Cock-a-doo-doo-doo, all were there in Uncle Noah's Ark. <laughs> Now we've got three hands up there. Ruthie's hand was up first. Well, all I've right, got a couple of them. First of all, uh, in the very beginning, he said a long time ago, and there's a song called Long, Long Ago. Yeah. Tell me the tale. That's all right. And then um, the, the one that I'm sure you were referring to is uh, Old MacDonald Had a Farm, E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> well, that's a good one, too. And uh, Patrick? Well, there I, too, have several. I went to the animal fair with yeah. all those animals. Oh, sure. And uh, also, when you, in the old song, Accentuate the Positive, it says something about Joan and the Whale and Noah and the Ark. Well, say and it. Does doesn't uh-huh. that's right? Uh huh. And uh, Mike, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say about the the dog and the duck. They were in Old McDonald. Oh sure, yes. They, oh, they were in there. Yeah, they were all in there. Joel. Well, there was one time he uh, stopped his guitar, and uh, that would be I got plenty of nothing. <laughs> What they really think about, don't they, Smiley? Huh? Right, I got plenty of nothing today. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks a lot, Smiley. Now, don't you go too far away because I've got something else here I want you to help me out with, would you? All right, fine. Thanks very much. Now, you know, kids, in this midwinter season, Eleanor Peck of Kenmore, New York, asks if uh, you children can predict an early win for the world champion Cleveland Indians this year. Joel. Well, yes, because he was traded to the Indians by the Senators. Who was traded? Early win. Early win, that's oh. right. <laughs> now, you folks out there listening might have some fun trying this out with your name. Uh, uh, Florence Monty of Racine, Wisconsin, wants you to, uh, wants the kids to make a word by using the initials of uh, their first and last uh, name and adding one letter after each initial. Let's see... Uh, well, a word using my initials might be, let's see, mine are J, K, so J, A, K, E would be Jake. Huh? <laughs> All right, we'll start off with Patrick. Well, I was uh, thinking of some, uh, well, you could have, I, my initials are C and P. Well, or P and C. P and C, yes. But uh-huh. the, if you add an A in between and turn them around, it'd be Cap. Well, we can't do that, though. We've got to go ahead, see? We can't turn them around. We can't it's got turn the them P- around, then. P, and then uh, another letter, and then uh, C for Conlon, and then followed by another letter, see? Yeah. Well, you think about that a while. Let's see. We've got some more hands. Ruthie? Well, I've got one for Pat and one for me. Oh, you've got for, one uh, for Pat? For Pat's name, uh, P-A-C-K, Pack. And uh, <laughs> for my name, R-O-D-E, Road. <laughs> That's very good. And Joel? Well, you could have J O K E. That's a uh, joke. Or, joke, huh? Sorry. Uh, J U K E. Uh, juke. Juke. Jukebox. Uh huh. And Michael, do you? Uh, can yeah. you think of one? Think Let's see. Your M and uh, M. M. So. M and M. You, in the meantime, you think up a couple of letters to sandwich in there. And uh, Pat. Well, as Ruthie said, she gave me an idea. You could have P A C T, which is packed. Packed. Yeah. Very good. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's or else you could have uh, P packed. You could have packed. He packed well, the bags. Yes. Uh, let's see if we can help it. little Brenda out with her name now. Uh, B B L. Let's see if we. Uh, Ruthie. Well, B A L E. Bale. Bale. <laughs> also, I've got another one for me. R I D E. Ride. Ride. Uh huh. And Joel. Well, uh, for some for uh, him. Oh, you got one for Mike, huh? Yeah. Uh, uh, mo- uh, uh, moan. Menu. Main. Well, now, wait a minute. Uh, uh, his is M-N. M-O- M-M. 
M? Yeah, McLean. Isn't that right, oh, Mike? Oh, M, yeah. M, I... Two M's, see? So oh. M, blank, mm. M, blank. Pat? Well, I have one for little Brenda there. Could be Bully. How do you spell it? Bully. Uh, B-U-L-L-Y. Well, you got two extra letters there. Two extra letters. <laughs> yeah. Bully, yeah. I, I don't like that anyway. Uh, um, we got to fix that one for Mike. Uh, Ruthie? Well, this is really a girl's name, Mimi. Well... <laughs> yes, or it could be memo, M-E-M-O. Fine, well, we've taken... Now then, I see Bob Murphy is ready with a question. Yeah, Joe, and uh, let's turn the tables. Instead of asking, suppose you answer. How many folks, Joe, do you suppose are prepared to do something about it when they get caught with a cold? Why, thousands and thousands, Bob. In fact, all the folks who know about Alka-Seltzer and the ABC cold comfort treatment... Right, 100% perfect, Joe. Step to the head of the class, Mr. Kelly... And friends, if you or someone in your family has a cold right now, remember that Alka-Seltzer can help you to fast relief from much of your cold distress. Alka-Seltzer's ABC cold comfort treatment is easy to follow, and you'll certainly welcome the way it can ease your discomfort. Listen, here it is. A, Alka-Seltzer. Start taking it at once to help relieve that ache in every bone, feverish feeling of your cold. B, be wise. Beware of drafts. Be sure you dress sensibly and try to get more rest than usual and be careful of your diet. And C, comfort the sore throat caused by your cold by gargling with Alka-Seltzer. There it is, simple and easy. And let me remind you that you cannot know how good Alka-Seltzer can be until you try it. So do try it right now if you're suffering from a cold. Yes, go to your drugstore for Alka-Seltzer. And instead of one, buy two. That's the wisest thing to do. Now, kids, uh, Mrs. Victor George of Los Angeles, California, may be surprised when she hears what I've done to the question she sent in. I've planned to have Smiley Burnett take part in this, and, uh, well, we will see what we will see. Uh, you're all set uh, for this one now, Smiley. I'm ready, Joe. And a boy, fine. Well, all right, now, you kids all know that Smiley plays in Western movies, and you are probably familiar with the voice he uses in his roles. So now I'm going to ask Smiley to read a few quotations from Shakespeare, the way Smiley Burnett, the cowboy, might have written them. And you see if you can identify the quotation. All right, Smiley, let's have number one. Now, is it or ain't it? That's what I'm hankering to find out. <laughs> now, is it better in my noggin to just bear up under the engine firearms of dad-blamed hard luck, <laughs> or just kick up a ruckus against an ocean of ornery goings on? <laughs> <laughs> Now we have three hands up. Joel's hand was first. Uh, that's from Hamlet. Hamlet. To Hamlet. be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows or, uh, of outrageous, outrageous fortune. Yes. Or to... Uh, to what? Take... <coughs> take mat... Arms. Arm against the sea of trouble. That's the And by opposing them, end them. That's very, very good, Joel. Very good. Say, you know, let's... You and I read that back. Uh, uh, you read I'll what read you got, and I'll yeah, read what right. I put. All right. To be or not to be, that is the question. Is it or ain't it? That's what I'm hankering to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer... Now, is it better in my noggin to just bear up... <laughs> <laughs> the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune under the engine firearms of dad-blamed hard luck <laughs> or to take arms against a sea of troubles or just kick up a ruckus against an ocean of ornery goings on. <laughs> 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 
Well, that, that was a lot of fun. All right, Smiley, let's see how you can mess up this next one. <laughs> All right. The whole universe is an auditorium, and every critter wants to get in the act. They enter in one and go out through the pit. If a fella gets time, he can sing all the parts. He works every act, and they got seven. He does the first act in a three-cornered shaft while being held up by the producer. <laughs> Patrick. Well, that is, and as you li like it, that was Jock who said that. That's right. As you like it. Very, very good, kids. That well, he described the seven ages. Yes. First uh, the infant, and then yeah. the, the schoolboy, and then the lover, and the soldier, and then the, the other three with the old man. The last one is sans eye, sans teeth, sans hair, sans everything. That means you're dead. <laughs> just what it means, doesn't it, huh? All right, well, thanks a lot, Smiley. We enjoyed having you very, very much on the show today. Mr. S.A. Packer of Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, would like to hear you quiz kids discuss this question. What are the advantages and disadvantages of having brothers and sisters? Brenda? Well, I think it's a advantage to have a bigger sister because besides all your clothes, you can all have all her clothes. Well, I like that. That's what you call looking ahead, girls, yes. And Michael? Well, I think it'd be nice to have a sister about nine or ten to wash the dishes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that would be an advantage, Michael, huh? And Joel? Well, a brother or a sister is a friend that you can never lose, and a lifelong friend, and there's certainly some advantage to having at least one of those. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's right. And uh, Ruthie? Well, I think definitely a brother or sister is something that, uh, that's just wonderful to have. I like having a younger sister because I can sort of let out all my complaints to her. And I'm sure that um, if I was a younger sister, I'd like that because I could, I could uh, learn from all of my older sister's experiences and mistakes. I that's make plenty. And I'd also like to have an older brother so he could uh, sort of introduce me to people. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be an advantage. And Patrick. Well, uh... Well, uh, there, are, there are some advantages. As Joel says, you can really have uh, friends and a younger brother or sister. And uh, you, you, can, you can really uh, play games with them all the time and have, have, sometimes have more fun with them than you could with, real, uh, with other kids. That's right. And uh, you can help them along, too, and help them along with their work. And then uh, one of the disadvantages is that uh, whenever something happens around the house, the mother says, well, uh, you'll get blamed for it because you're the eldest. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, then the sister or brother goes, ah, got free, so to speak. I see. And little Brenda has her hand up again. What is it, honey? What? Well, if I, if I had a brother, I would rather have a younger brother, because when they grow up, they're so terrible. <laughs> well, you all heard the old school bell quiz, kids. <laughs> It's time now for the judges to get busy on your scores, and while they're figuring, here's a reminder. There are 49 more days until spring. 49 more days of winter's woes and cold and snows. Are you taking extra vitamins every day this winter? How can you be sure you're getting all the essential vitamins you need from the food you eat? Don't take chances. Instead, take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. Lack of a daily supply of essential vitamins can lead to a vitamin deficiency and keep you from feeling your best and so looking your best. Don't take chances. Instead, take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. 60 capsules, two-month supply, only $2.
Ask your druggist for one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. All right, now, children, I have your report cards. And before I read off your grades, though, let me remind you that in determining your score, your age is taken into consideration as well as the number of correct answers you gave. And whether you win or lose this afternoon, you will each receive a $100 security bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. Now, then, the judges say that as a class, you missed only one question this afternoon. Patrick was first... Joel second, and Ruthie and Brenda tied for third. So we'll see you four back in school next Sunday, and here to compete with you, we'll have Estelle Marty, age 11, a brand-new quiz kid. And we hope all you listeners will be planning on uh, being here in class two with us. And now until next Sunday at this same time, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids' class. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Bye Mr. Kelly. Kelly. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.